suspended are being given like are we live people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time as usual with it being tuesday hope you all had a great start to the week yesterday hope you're all moving towards your goals hopes dreams and aspirations and all those things if you're going for any struggles hardship or you know moments of adversity i also hope you go through that and get through that positively on that same topic we can't do any of that unless we've got our health so as usual wish you health and 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 good health better yet you know spiritually mentally mentally physically and all other variations of it people you know big up the twitch gang who are out here listening as well as i do this live or i do things a different way as we look to build up twitch we've got to be a bit hungry we've got to be a bit aggressive we've got to be tenacious and then i thought to myself let me attack this in the same way i did with youtube and that was just simply putting out content really and truly like you know again not the best of examples but if you were selling a certain sort of something out there or whatever that might be legal or illegal and you was just starting up you need to go and tell the clientele you got that in it and you can't do that on a passive thing you need to invade strips and all of those sort of things so it's about putting positive energy negative energies into positive so yeah big up everyone who is here early the good news is obviously you know as much as i love twitch you know 11 30 seems to be my spot on youtube so i'll be back again at 11 30 on youtube arsenal have been linked with ollie watkins and dominic calvert lewin and i'm sure within that time there'll be one two other bits and pieces and little bobs and and bits to speak about so yeah make sure you're all there at 11 30 the good the good times doesn't necessarily have to stop people in fact on that let me send this to you lot as well any questions talking points get involved as well i'm going to review the premier league from my perspective i want to talk about killing mbappe i want to pay homage to mo salah um not sure where we go past that but i'm pretty sure that that then that's that's where we're at and um, we can cover some transfer news if there is any and things like that but it is what it is in that regard so yeah man one love to CeeLo live from Planet X Razzle come on my Achilles I appreciate you um you know you lot always hears the same old usernames as well I appreciate that one love to the followers and subscribers on Twitch make sure you're supporting it on YouTube like I said in fact on that topic I was you know I got sidetracked you know they, it's true what they say men can't multitask Here's a link. Obviously, I've just dropped a link. Make sure you're there for that one as well. 11.30 business where any Arsenal, anything you lot have to say, you know, don't feel any sort of way. Make sure you get it out there and things, but you get the point, people. So, yeah, where should we start off, people, really and truly? Um, I think we'll start off with reviewing the Premier League, people, or better yet, reviewing Premier League action. So if you give me a second, you know, I've got to think about the timestamps for those of you who are not involved. You know, let's say for minute zero, timestamps. You know, zero, 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 let's say Premier League review. So, yeah, let me scroll up and see all of my notes in relation to the Premier League. You know, in fact, better yet, where we're concerned with the scoreline, what are you saying? Salah is hugely underappreciated, in my opinion, incredible player. We're going to hone in on that in just a second, but 100% facts, 100%, you know, Salah's a legend. There's no way around it. Premier League legend, you know. For me... I know Mares has got, you know, I always, when I think of Salah, I always think of Mares. Now, if you slap them both for football and just playing 11 aside, I think they're close. But in terms of technical ability, in fact, let's start there. In terms of technical ability, tenacity, consistency, hunger, you're not going to find better than Salah. For me, Salah is amazing. Like, Salah is a baller. I know there's a... There's a lot of things that ha go against Salah that I feel are unfair. Like, when I hear man say Salah, Salah, uh, sorry, why Salah is a legend? 
Right, big up burner from the four. This guy in these ads, I'm gonna have to subscribe. Hey, we gotta make a dollar, bro. You know, Amazon Prime. If you've got that, hit that up for free and them things there. He's made out of iron, man. What have you said? I don't want to make it too political, but do you think him being Egyptian has something to do with it? Facts. And I don't think it's a racism thing or not like that. But I do think, you know, when you're not, I do think, I, I do think so. I'm not going to sit here and cap. I do think there's something that goes against him. You know, in the same way, I think Jogba, Jogba weren't prolific, but he's really slept on. Eto's really slept on. Yaya Torres kind of is slept on. So yeah, him being Egyptian, if he was maybe Brazilian, maybe English, something else with a bit more clout in football, he'd be all right. But, you know, we've still got to remember, though, he is the second best Egyptian player in the Premier League. Shout out my guy, El Nene. But on a serious note, like my man is saying, his output is ridiculous. What do you mean you can't call him a baller, though? How can you not call him a baller? Because I think people got to get... When man calls Salah a system player, say he's not... Uh, uh, what's what's that smart word you always say? Is it aesthetically pre pleasing? Them, them, them rich people words there. Them, them words there. Aesthetically pleasing. I can't lie to you lot. I think that's all bullshit. Like, how is Salah not a baller? You know? Salah's always compared to Hazard and Mares, in my opinion. And obviously, I think he's a bigger Premier League legend than both of them. You know, with respect to Hazard, you know, Hazard, mercurial talent. You know, I think Hazard is slept on. I just think, how can you not give Salah his clout? You know, the man's played in the Premier League. He's helped Liverpool win their first Premier League in 30 years. You know, that's a legendary status. What you do in the Premier League doesn't really matter in relation to the champs. I mean, what you do in the champs doesn't relate to the Prem because it's not that. But, you know, he's, he's he's got to two European finals. And you're seeing the statistics he's broken. You know, he's got 100 goals for Liverpool. I'm sure he's got 100 Premier League goals. You know, he's he, he, in, a, in a nice way. He's out is ridiculous and the way he first entered this league to how he is now is crazy I, I think it's bullshit to say he's a system player because there's not a system he can't play for playing you know realistically are you going to say he can't play in an attacking 4-2-3-1 he can't play in a City team that's completely different from Liverpool he couldn't I know Barca and Madrid aren't the best but he couldn't go over there and, and do half of them things the man's a baller, man. You see what he's doing? He's sitting Cancelo and all these guys on their ass against Liverpool. I mean, against Man City. The man's a baller. You know, inside forward plays through the middle. You know, the statistics speak for themselves. In fact, let me type in his name and try to find some statistics, man. I think, I can't lie. I think if you don't admit Salah's a baller, I just don't, I think you got an agenda. I don't agree with Chris Sutton saying he's better than Messi and Ronaldo. I don't agree with all of them statements there, but there's no way this 29-year-old Egyptian lad is not a madman. And like I said, the main thing I like about him is hunger. The man is hungry. Do you know how many people get complacent being at Liverpool, winning the first, winning the trophy? And I mean, if Liverpool don't tie this man down, contracted until 2023, they could be in problems, really. And they're in a difficult one. Again, love for helping me out there. Man's got 103 goals and 37 assists in the league. How many for Liverpool in all games as well? Like, Bro, this was 40 million. And apparently Klopp didn't even want him at first. Edwards is the one who said, yo, bring this guy. And the way you hear Klopp speak about how they worked to improve his goal scoring and, he's, and the way he speaks about his development at Roma, you could see these things. You know, the least impressive thing about him is probably... Is, it's probably his, his his record for Egypt, you know, 69 appearances, 43 goals. And saying that, you know, 165, 165 games, man scored 103 times and got 37 assists in the league. One player this season, two golden boots. Man, allow it. You know, Salah's the only one I think beating Ronaldo to this golden boot if it's going to happen. And he's actually got nine and nine in, the, in all comps, you know, in the nine appearances, nine goals in all comps three assists. So he's doing, he's moving crazy. Like he's moving crazy. Look at his statistics at Chelsea, but man played 19 times, two assists for us, um, two goals, four assists. That's rubbed. 
Then he went to Roma, where you could see the development now. And to be honest, you know, his statistics aren't that bad. At Roma, 83 appearances, 34 goals, 22 uh, um, assists. So Liverpool saw a player that was rising and becoming a, a talent, you know. And people really underestimate consistency. The man's been consistent, you know. In fact, you know, in fact, there's a there, life from Planet X. You've made a mistake, you know. 41, 41 assists and 103 goals in 165 games. So it's even madder. You know, man's got 134 goals in 212 appearances, full stop for Liverpool and 50 assists to match. Now, Salah is quite greedy, so that, that's probably why his assists is like that. But it's ridiculous. You know, he's been one of the best signings in the Premier League in recent years and things like that. The man's been elite. Like, you can't take it against him. Yeah, he, pe he peaked elite. He peaked late, but he can't hold that against him. And for me, the biggest praise I can give Salah is... Um, the biggest, the biggest say, the praise I can give Salah is, you know, he's probably the best one-season wonder there is. In fact, Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane probably give you a run for your money. I think in recent years, he's one of the, you know, throughout my whole life in these 26 years, I don't think there's a better, there's been too many Liverpool players that have been better. You know, the only people I think can talk to him from a neutral looking at Liverpool, um, looking at Liverpool is what? Suarez, because Suarez was a magician. I'd say in terms of talisman and all of that, is Ger Gerard as well, really. I can't think of no one. Jabby Alonso's there as well. He gets his flowers more so for me in the English game when he went off to Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. But you get the point. I mean, you know, Mo Salah is a legend, you know. Let me Mo Salah records. There must be some mad records that he's he's done and all these sort of things, man, because every day he's breaking some records, man. I should really sit searching my own time. Seven Premier League records that Salah has broken. Let's read this quickly, people. Shall I share screen? Because it just makes it a bit better, you being with me on this. Um, since he joined in 2017, he's gone on to become a bona fide club legend. Da -da 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 helped him get 19 goals. Um, you know, in... You know, Mo Salah's 32 league goals in, 17, in the 17-18 season. And he beat Cristiano Ronaldo's record for most goals in a Premier League season. He overtook Jogba for the most goals by an African player in a single season. To be fair, <laughs> I can't lie, Jogba weren't the most prolific, um, really, really and truly. You know, you've got Michael Owen. Shout out to Michael Owen. But what well, I was in primary school them times, you know, he was one of my favourite players to look at. You know, he was doing his things. I remember, what was it? I swear they duppied us in the FA Cup as an Arsenal fan. But yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I can only talk on what I've seen in these 26 years. And if you're, you know, if you're older than 26 and you can really have an informed opinion of a teenage primer when as good as Owen was, you know, I don't know. But definitely in my lifetime, as I've been old enough to comprehend football like that, I can't lie, Salah's there. Like, he's the man's a talisman, you know. The man's earned his right to be mentioned among Suarez. If he's probably a bigger Premier League legend. He has to be a pre bigger Premier League in Liverpool legend than Luis Suarez, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, and to be fair to you, you know, is well, it is his 32 is for and to be honest, you know, Michael Owen peaked kind of early as well. If you're honest with you, so are you 100% sure on that Salah shout? Don't let your hate for a player cloud you. But, anyways, 32 goals in 17 18. He saw him become the first player to outscore three Premier League teams in the league season. He scored 25 left footed goals. That's forcing it. The man's left footed, you know, he's doing mad things. You know, he became the first African first player to score um, on the opening day of five consecutive seats. The bad statistics are brazy. There's no way around it, man. You know, how does Mo Salah's 2021-22 20, season compare to his last four seasons? You know, 2021-22, 9-9, as I said, people. You know, three assists, he's bagged one pen. You look at his other seasons, he got six in nine. And in 2019-20, you got four four goals, three assists in nine and nine in nine starts in nine games. So, isn't the worst. 
you know, in 18, 19, three goals from nine. In 17, 18, six goals from nine. I mean, this man's ridiculous, man. The pace, the power, you know, stands up to be counted. The consistency, there's no way around it, man. There's no way, there's no way, no absolute way around it. B, how old are you? I just want to know, just, just for argument's sake. But yeah, anyway, Salah's a Premier League legend. There's no way around it. And you saw what he's been doing and what he's been bringing to the table. I think anyone that thinks Salah is just a systems player or not aesthetically pleasing, you know, again, you can, you can, you can have these, fair enough. You can have these, you can have these comments. You can have these comments. But I think this is where football fans are un unable to differentiate what they like as a personal pl person and their own biases and what's a legend because there's something as a confirmation bias. You see how B said he's not aesthetically pleasing or whatever. You know, Well, in fact, you never said that. But let's just say he's not. That might mean you might not rate him. That might, might mean you think Mahrez is better. And at a time, I, and to a degree, I still think there's many things Mahrez does better. I think if you throw them both for football, I'd rather Mahrez on my team if we're playing some charity 11 aside. But in terms of a 38-game season, bro, Pep is swapping Salah for Mahrez every day of the week. And I think if Salah was to play for City, he's not being this rotation option that that's, that Mahrez finds himself in. So I think anyone that thinks he's not a Premier League legend is just hating really and truly, which, again, I don't think anyone here is saying. But yeah, man. Bro, exactly. Michael Owens Prime didn't last long. And even that, he peaked kind of early. That's why I didn't agree with that shout, you know, really and truly. But we got the interesting debate. So that's Salah. Let's review the Premier League now, people. Speak about what's happening in the Premier League. Also, as I said, make sure you're here at 11.30 a.m. over on YouTube, people. So, yeah, it is what it is. People don't rate his nose. I don't know about that. I don't I don't want to go there because, you know, I'm pretty sure in a day and age where there's a lot of Brexit things going on and racism and everybody's stealing everyone's job and all these sort of things. I personally think, you know, it's ironic because I'm pretty sure there must have been a lot of a lot of kids growing up in Liverpool now who are probably going to be called Mo. I don't know for Mohammed part, but Mo, because you know how the thing gets with Brexit and anywhere else, really. And Salah's amazing, you know. Again, like I said, in terms of being a great, a great signing, a great player, Salah's ticked all them boxes. So yeah, enough about Salah because, you know, saying all of this, Salah, I wish you would listen and just allow my team, Arsenal, stop scoring against us. Just, in fact, just stop taking piss against Arsenal. Score against us, but you don't need to stat pad and do all them things like you normally do against us, man. There's no need for any of that. So, yeah, let's move away from that and start to review the Premier League. So, let me update the timestamp. In fact, that's perfect. What else are you guys saying, man? Man United will win the Premier League. Boy. I got one of his noses. I live near Liverpool and get it all the time, DG. That's a shame, man. Start smacking people up, man, because no one should discriminate against anyone for colour, race, religion, background, and obviously things you can't help. Like, I'm sure there must be some science behind, you know, white Arabs or black people or white people with nose or other physical features are a certain sort of way, man. You know, that's, that's not nice to see or hear, man. So, yeah. Don't want to hear that, man. That's upsetting, quite frankly, man. So, Sing, pattern that up, man. That's unfortunate. Uh, man United will win the Prem. Personally, I don't think so. You know, they've got a lot of quality. I think, personally, I think I will mention Man United among Premier League contenders in the near future when they firstly sack Oli, for me. I think they're a serious manager away. You know, again, I can't really mention league titles and talk about Pochettino, but you know them jobs there at PSG, always hanging on by a knife edge. And they lost 2-0 in the last result in the league. And they have had under him a couple of spooky results and whatnot. Um, so, again, 
the minute he leaves that PSG job, you know the United rumours are starting up. Antonio Conte is there and he's probably waiting. And again, a serious manager. The minute they get a serious manager, because I know a serious manager isn't going to do the McTominay and Fred thing. They might be in the squad. They might be utilised. But you'll see that that pivot that United are going on with every week. That's Kat Yarabel Cup stuff. And it's not even that anymore. I think they get rid of that. That's when I take United seriously. For United, I think, not that they're in trouble. Oli's in trouble. Now, it always seems like the players save him when his job's on a knife edge. But I just feel, as you lot have seen, United rely on too much individual brilliance. I feel in the worst of days, um, you know, on the worst of days, um, you can only, how do I make it make sense? You know, on, on the worst of days, when things are going worse for your, bad for your team, you need to look at the manager, innit? Now, I look at, obviously, you look at Pep, whatever you say about him. He can, you know, he's proven himself. You know, you look at Tuchel, he's proven himself. Oli Gullah Solskjaer, I don't know why he gets he gets um thrown into this youngsters, young manager sort of thing with the Artetas and Ryan Mason and all these guys that are coming up. He's not that. He's been coaching over 10 or so years. He was coaching, I swear, Lingard and Pogba. So some of the naiveties he does is a madness, you know, considering the fact that United's form has been a bit woeful, you know, shoddy against Villarreal, lost against uh, Villa. You know, I think, you know, you needed to play your strongest team against Everton now without knowing why people didn't start. Again, I, there could be reasons and fatigue and things, but I think you start, I'm of the belief, especially when your man, your job is on the line and there's pressure, I'm definitely starting Paul Pogba and Cristiano Ronaldo. If they need to come off, I'll take them off. You know, maybe you thought you could get away with it. It's not a full strength Everton team, but there's issues and he's invited this pressure onto himself. I just think the only thing I think Ole Gullah Solskjaer does well and, you know, if results don't, don't don't keep picking up you can leave i think he's a good man manager i think when he let when i think at the right time just because he made everyone feel decent and whatnot i feel when jose left and he came in that was the right thing because a lot of these players needed a little love you know rashford needed an arm around the shoulder you know greenwood needed the same pogba the same you know all of these other guys i think he's good at that i don't think anybody hates him and stuff but i do think the players are beginning to see his incompetencies i think that midfield is atrocious i've been saying it before i think man united they play the same way. Whether they win, lose or draw, I think they just play the same way, if I'm completely honest with you. You know, even in Ronaldo's debut, the same way they beat Villarreal is the same way they lost the young boys and the same way they lost against Villa and the same way they drew against Everton. Conceding cheap goals, not switching on, relying on individual brilliance. You're not really seeing the system. You know, the front three is amazing. But as I always say, once you get past that front three, four with the 10, there's another layer to the team. And once you beat them, it's not levels. As you look and see, Maguire isn't anything to scream and shout about but Maguire's not fit that defense isn't quite levels you know Varane he needs a center half that's levels if I'm honest with you because it feels like Varane is just a chef is just a chaperone and McTominay and Fred together is a pro is atrocious you play one of them and actually until Man United address that midfield whether Pogba plays in the pivot where he continues to play off the left or, or whatever until they find that real balance not where Bruno and Pogba are concerned but the nucleus the guys that have to do the dirty work there's an issue Saying that, though, the minute you sign Cristiano Ronaldo, there's no excuses anymore. You need to do things. Ronaldo's not there for champion, just to qualify for Champions League and whatnot. Um, and United have to fight for the league title. Do I think they'll win the league? Of course not. I think they'll fall short. I just think, you know, I don't think they've quite got it there. I think it will probably be between Man, Un Man City, sorry, Liverpool. And I think Chelsea have a chance. But even in the last couple of games, you know, people move like Chelsea is elite. There's a lot. I mean, um, they are elite. It, it, it's all there and they're all fixed up. But there's a lot of things they need to 
to work on as well. Ironically, putting balls in the back of the net. But I do think Chelsea will win games more convincingly than Man United. For what it's worth, all those teams I just said, I think that's the top four. Really and truly, I think United will, in no order, United will get top four. Liverpool, I think Liverpool, Chelsea and City, unless something really mad happens, they automatic picks and were many automatic picks in August. So you never know. There's 31 games left. Things can happen. But I just think United are too naive, too imbalanced, rely on too much individual brilliance. Don't really see, you know, definitely in my lifetime, you know, for the, the, the post-Ferguson, you've been saying some mad stuff like, you know, and there will never was a time where you said Man United and you can't tell me what their DNA is about and things. I can tell you historically, but in relation to what they've been post-Ferguson or what they've been under Oli, I don't know their system. I don't know their DNA. I don't know what the club's about. Clearly, they want to have fast counter-attacking, attacking football like they've shown at times. But I just don't know what they're about under Oli. And I think Oli's gone soon, if I'm honest with you. What, how long's a piece of string? So I don't specifically know. But honestly, I think Holly's gone purely because Ronaldo's not going to put up with that for a while. All it takes is Ronaldo to be unhappy and your job's gone really and truly. You know, Ronaldo's going to outlast you. You know, it, Pogba contract situation and things. And this is why I said at the start, Pogba shouldn't, you shouldn't get gas and just sign a new deal because it's not all rose at United. You know, Ronaldo's not going to be there forever really and truly. If a new manager, elite manager walks in, then fair play, but you've got to think about yourself, you know, whether that's back to Juventus or Madrid or staying at United, you don't let the short-termism change your change your views. Um, United fans don't want to admit Maguire's pants. To be fair with you, I think they do. I don't think, I don't think they, they, they rate Maguire too tough or the ones I speak to anyways, if I'm honest with you. Um, you know, I think they'll give him his props. I don't think Maguire's as bad as people make out, but and I don't think United fans think he's justified his price tag or anything. But I think they just, you know, they call it as they as they see it. Really, I don't. If anything, I don't think they give him a bit of fair dues at, at times. Fair dues at times where he's where he's deserved. So yeah, man. Hi, I'm a Man United fan. I've been only out for some time. He is a terrible manager. I hope he gets the sack soon. To be honest, but I don't see it happening. Fair play. Sick of United fans acting like they built a team from pennies and shrewd business. No, of course, they didn't. Neither did Liverpool, to be fair. You know, no one did these times, if I'm honest with you. They are a manager and pivot away. I would say, indeed, he would be good for them. Same, but I think they should grab a Basuma. You know, they, yeah, once they fix up that midfield and manager, as I said, United are gone, really. They're gone clear, really. You know, and then it becomes a case of, obviously, depth and all the other things, man. Bro, you said it perfectly. I grew up in an era where every team had four or five absolute ballers like Burkamp, Letizia, Zola, Genoa, Cantona, Cantona, JJ Okochi. You're saying a madness. Salah is not anesthetically pleasing to me, but his impact and his numbers are undeniable. So I fully get where you're coming from. And that's me. You know, obviously, as I said, if I was playing some charity match, I'd take Hazard over him or someone else. Because, again, I don't think Salah... I don't necessarily think he's not a baller because I've seen him nutmeg man, skill up man. I know at times the ball retention at times isn't the best and he is greedy. But I agree with you, you know, again. And and the, the way the game's gone, you know, it goes against Salah because us lot that remember what, when football was just about football say he's not the best on the ball. And obviously you look at half of these legends, let's be real, in some aspect, way, shape or form, even Zidane, there's something rubby about them, whether they didn't score enough, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Look at Iniesta, like, man's a ball, like, barely scored. You know, football's... Individualism, for me, it's not... It's not... It's not... It's not saluted anymore, if I'm honest with you. From the league. Individualism in football 
has been ruined. It's been ruined, man. And it's been ruined ever since people say stuff like Neymar is lacking respect for chipping it up, for knocking it over a guy's head. I think some Brazilian guy got not, um, got got a yellow card the other day for skills. Football. I've had a, I'm, I've I've had a real tough time with football, man. Football is changing too much, really and truly. The stuff I'm speaking about now, every every week I'm seeing unfair handballs given. There's no point defending anymore, you know. Man are sliding in to block something to block a chance, you know. Man want you to slide. Man want you to slide playing football, you know. Ironically, you can slide see there, you know. You know, Mupe is about to shoot. Ben White's bracing himself. His hands are slightly to where in a natural position, but away. If it hits his hand, they're saying that's handball. You know, if you're about to strike and I slide in and you strike and it hits my hand, you're saying it's a handball. I'm seeing some. It's ridiculous. There's no point defending nowadays, in my opinion. There's no point defending, especially fullbacks and in the area. There's no point like defending's been a dying art when we're talking about ball playing as the first thing. But there's no point defending because every year, every week, sorry, in the Premier League. I'm seeing some mad things given as as yellow cards and whatnot, and it's quite frankly, it's just not making sense. It don't make sense. It's not it's it's not helpful at all. Maybe they want to see more goals scored and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, but yeah, man, it don't make it it don't make it pleasing for me. But I sound like one of them back in my day, brothers. So let me chill off, man. United are are a billion squad. Burnley at best, more like Bolton. I don't disgusting. It's a bit harsh. Very harsh. Fair play. His goal on sorry, where's your opinion? P Mavid said his goal on Sunday debunks that not a baller thing. Bro, for me, he's always been a baller, but for me, sat man on their ass, skinned them, turned them around. But I don't know. This is what I mean. When you've got a confirmation biased in football, you're always gonna your your eyes are not gonna let you admit that Salah is a baller. People don't want to admit that. Probably the best goal I've seen him score, Salah. I don't know. I've seen it. I want to say that, but then I've seen some mad stuff, you know. I'm sure I've seen him score some great goals in, in, in other big games and he's definitely done a couple roadrunner things against us. I want to say such, you know, and I do think he can do that sort of stuff more, if I'm honest with you, but it's definitely up there, you know. it's I'd say the assist as well. Was it an assist? Yeah, he grabbed an assist as well, I'm sure. Did he bag two? Can't even remember, folks. Can't even remember. Remember, I got my. I need to check my notes up there. This is why I write. This is why when I'm doing my watch alongs, I typically write them down because I watch so much football. It's hard to differentiate what actually happened. Yeah, man, I'm sure he got in this. Oh, Curtis Jones technically got this. Yeah, because he slipped in Mane. I'm capping, but in the build, yeah, that's why I remember it. In the build up, in the build up, Salah's done a mad dribble thing, and then it's ended up with Curtis, um, Curtis Jones dribbling is slept on, mad slept. A lot of what Salah brings to the table slept on. It's a great debate. Great, great debate. But I just think if you can't admit that Salah is, in a, is a baller, then there's issues, man. Like The man's a Premier League legend. Like, money well spent, 40 million was probably too cheap. But reviewing the Premier League now, people, let's get into the Premier League now and speak about what's happened in the Premier League in terms of over the weekend. As you lot know, Liverpool and Manchester City, hard-fought draw. Arsenal also hard-fought draw. Spurs just about beat Villa, which I'm upset about. Everton, big point. Townsend, obviously disrespecting Cristiano Ronaldo. Burnley and Norwich drew in, which is probably a relegation six-pointer. Would have loved Norwich to take all the points. Brentford, the good times never, never stop. And obviously, Crystal Palace, our second team where Arsenal fans are concerned. And a madness now. Is anyone going to be honest about Leicester? Now, narratives can change. But is any is anyone going to have this conversation about Leicester? Because I know, I know Leicester. Do you know how I always know Leicester when Leicester are not doing amazing? Because they're not talking about Brendan Rodgers coming to Arsenal and how Madison over Odegaard and things. Nothing seems to be working for them. 
You know, again, they've had injuries. I look at Fufana, I look at Evans. There's been problems there, really. But it just looks like, I don't know, maybe Rodgers can't play the same system he wants. Maybe it's become a bit stale. I, still, I don't think they're playing poorly, but their game management, they're conceding cheap goals, they're not picking up as many points and things like that. And I mean, is this the end of Leicester's cycle? I don't know. I'm asking you lot purely because last two years, they have, bearing in mind, they've won the Premier League more often than Arsenal. So, um... Man said more often, more recently, apologies than Arsenal. But at the same time, you know, for a couple of years, they've been the club, and they still are. They're the club where you look at everyone singing from the same hymn sheet, the squad they've built, what Rogers is, is doing. But cycles, um, you know, cycles don't last forever. Obviously, Wes Morgan and Hoof was a fantastic partnership. It's over now. You know, Sienchu is still learning. Johnny Evans is a big miss. Fufana is a big miss. Telemans is a bit hot and cold, and probably he's going to leave by the end of the season. Jamie Vardy's not going to be there forever. How long is, you know, and I do think Rodgers has a lot of luxuries. He's been allowed to build a squad. I don't quite think it's Arsene Wenger-ish or Alex Ferguson. But when you look at de- like building a dynasty or staying at a club for a significant period of time, or let's just say being like Jurgen Klopp and Pep now, because that's probably the new Ferguson and, and Wenger. I think Rodgers has a chance of doing that at Leicester, really and truly. But also, when the, you don't want to be the... I've always said, if I was a manager or, the, or a player, you don't want to be the last one out, really and truly. It's like Inter Milan. I wouldn't want to be the last one out when Conte said he's busting out. It's like when the project at City finishes, if it finishes, or Liverpool, because Liverpool's going to have a rebuilding job. I don't want to be the last one out. I don't want to even be like Thierry Henry in 06. I don't want to be the last one out the Emirates door sort of thing out of them guys. I want to be gone. So I have to wonder, you know, does Rodgers want to rebuild? Or when you're being linked with, you know, other clubs, you know, he's been floated to United. He's been floated to Arsenal. You know, if Klopp, Klopp's not going to be at Liverpool forever and every year he talks about needing a breast. If he goes, you know, Gerard and maybe a Rodgers return gets floated. And for him as a gaffer, you can't really turn that down. You know, again, in terms of a cycle, they achieved Europe both years but if we're real of ourselves they've 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 you know they've they've bottled Champions League they had they've had two good seasons to get Champions League and they've bottled it at the final furlong you know are they still going to be in and amongst the Champions League fights or European positions this year who knows I believe they are there's 31 games I still think they're a quality team I think bad phases don't last but I don't know what are we going to sit here and say if it if it doesn't people really and truly we're going to sit here and say what is that the end of Rodgers is that the end of this is that the end of this and the other you know, bro, trust me, Sienchu and Vestergaard, that's tired, man. Vestergaard was suspect. I can't lie. She, trust, I see, you remember, you was right on Vestergaard. He's, I told, man, I told, man, I don't think he's a bad centre-half, but I couldn't believe it. I was like, bro, you're not seeing this guy at Southampton. I know you need a centre-half, but bloody hell, what's going on there? Like, suspect, suspect. We'll give you a Pablo Marie if that's what you want. Don't worry, they'll be back in their prime when they play Arsenal. Of course, of course. Bro, of course, I envy Leicester. They've got owners who give a crap about the team. You know, I envy everyone. I envy Roman Abramovich. I envy Leicester. I envy Brentford. I envy Brighton that under under Graham Potter. Um, any team that's singing from the same hymn sheet and doing I envy Leeds under Bielsa historically. Shout out to Leeds for getting their first win of the season. You know, I envy anyone that looks like half a football team. I envy, envy Crystal Palace, you know. Arsenal, we are singing quote unquote from the same hymn sheet for now, but we all know the backdrop of Stan Kroenke. And again, the jury's still out on Edu and Arteta. I still need to see consistency from everyone connected with Arsenal Football Club, man. You know, relying on Sienchu is killing them. Man's Mustafi's long lost brother. To be fair, I think Sienchu's good. He's just, he's bare rule with it. He does suspect things. Like even when they won the FA Cup, 
in the beat build up to one of their goals. You know, he does suspect things. But I'm not gonna lie, so has been a good signing, and we could have done with him and made a decent profit, man. Can't say you, you love football if you can't admit Salah is an amazing baller. Rogers is a good coach, but he can't seem to get teams over the line. And that seems to be it, really. To be fair, you would probably expect Leicester to falter at the final furlong. But yeah, man, he's he's cocked up champ. If we're real with ourselves, and I know they've probably overachieved more so the first year he cocked it up out of the two years I've just said. But like, yeah, man, you get the point. Like, he's really they've they've cocked it up, man. Their manager's a serious guy. You can't put a you can't, I don't know, man. You can't put a bad, you can't put a I don't know how you'd phrase it, but you just you can't underestimate inex experience is what I, I guess I'm a, I'm referring to, man. You really, you really, really can't. Um, obviously, you saw Crystal Palace and Leicester draw two two. I did feel watching the game, Crystal Palace made some silly mistakes. You know, Anderson for one, they got caught in play for the other. I didn't think they deserved to be two nil down, but as I'd say in the prem, if you're two goals down. You deserve to be two goals down, really and truly. Fantastic fight back from Crystal Palace, but it kind of sums up what we're saying about Leicester. They seem to be crumbling at times, you know. Good finish from Vardy, you know. Good finish from Kelechi and Nacho, obviously, before Jeffrey Slup and obviously Elise rescued the game. Big up Elise. I think he's a good signing from Reading. I think he's going to prove a good signing for Crystal Palace. Needs to find his feet and all those sort of things, but I think he'll get there. Um, I also think Mitchell had a good game. I think Gerhi's decent, you know. Again, I, with respect to Crystal Crystal Palace, I feel if he, you know, just develops, gets close to 100 Premier League games and just develops as a young centre-half, I think he goes back to Chelsea or he goes to somewhere else and, and all of these things. I'll hold on it in a second, but speaking of Chelsea youngsters or former ones, shout out Tammy Abraham being called up to the England squad. No clue why, you know, he's not replacing anyone. This was 24 hours after the England squad was announced. Don't know why Southgate couldn't just say that initially. Seems like Southgate loves the attention, but he's there. Chilwell's been called up to replace Reese James as well, where England are concerned. And, you know, Tammy Abraham deserves it without a doubt. He started the season well. I think he's got four goals in 10 or something like that. You can't call up Ollie Watkins and not call up Tammy Abraham. What's going on? I'm not going to sit here and lie. I don't really rate none of the strikers outside of Harry Kane and Greenwood. You know, for me, if I was England gaffer, unless someone does a madness, I can't lie. I'd probably, for me, it'd probably be Harry Kane, Greenwood. I might take a count Dominic Calvert-Lewin because he does something a bit different. He gives you something. But other than that, I would say Rashford, Greenwood, Sterling, you'd be my guys. If anything, you lot would play up front. I don't really rate none of the other England strikers. I feel at best it's a flavour of the month thing. You know, if Bamford is playing well, as you've seen, he's been called up. I like Tammy. But Tammy ain't shown these levels too too many times. Show your levels and you get added to what I was saying. But, you know, you've got the Tammies, you've got South... Um, man said South, you've got Tammy, you've got Ivan Tony, who I rate Tony, but again, international level. Again, it's flavour of the month. Wilson's been called up. Ollie Watkins has been called up. You know, it's whatever striker is banging at that moment in time, really and truly. You know, if Akinfemwa was playing Premier League, he might get a call up and things like that. So I don't really rate none of these England strikers beyond what I've said. So... And it is a good chance. Again, I do think one thing that's helped Ollie Watkins and these sort of players is that they've worked with the England camp before. No clue why Ward Prowse doesn't get a look in. I think he should have been at the Euros. I feel he, to be honest with you, I see no reason why he can't play in that midfield. I know it's Declan Rice and 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 Phillips, but I think he'll give you a, he'll give you something different. And he's got an air of reliability about him and whatnot. But fair play. And actually, we we you know let's be real, England. We play for set pieces that's a set piece deliverer i know he got sent off at the weekend but you get the point people um so yeah man 
Um, as I said, Crystal Palace 2, Leicester 2, Spurs 2, Aston Villa 1. Now, Oli Watkins, as much as I'm dissing him, he did score um, and equalise. He did cancel out the opener from Hoiberg, obviously, before Target scored an own goal, which really, you know, Target's had a decent game. He scored an own goal and got an assist, but Son, I, I, Son's had two assists really chalked off him. Now, again, Spurs were the same old, same old, if I'm honest with you. Not killing off games, not playing as amazing as they could, but they got over the line. Now, Brentford are going to take points off a lot of teams this season, you know, and they've been doing well. Embremo got his goal, courtesy of VAR. Um, Bowen equalised, obviously, before. Again, Brentford with another late bit of late-minute drama, people. We saw off the bench, obviously, scored. And I hope Brentford stay in the league. Because for me, personally, I like teams that get promoted. And you can see, like, when Leeds come up, when Leicester come up, when Wolves come up, you know. even As much as I don't rate them. In fact, not really Burnley, but Burnley. Not, not, not even Burnley. These teams, they the first task is, obviously, solidify our position consistently within this Premier League. And then we'll do what we can beyond that, innit? And, and whatnot. Um, I like that. Other teams, they just want to be in the Prem for the sake of it. Like, Burnley, what are you trying to do? You're just trying to be the, in the Prem. You're not trying to go on a little cup run, break Europe. I don't really like that. Like Norwich, again, Norwich, I'm a bit different. It's like, you look, don't look like you ever want to stay up. So you might as well just go back down really and truly. I think Brentford look good, you know. Brentford look good. See, maybe they'll struggle in the second year, assuming they stay up, but they're all working. There's a good system. A lot of naiveties in the team and they concede some naive goals and that, but Brentford are going to take some points of big teams. And you look at it, they took points off Liverpool. They beat us, you know, they took points off Wolves. I'm sure they've done it. They've done something in another sort of game as well. So Brentford's not, Brentford at home at least, in my opinion, is not going to be an easy one. Um, so yeah, Brentford won two goals, two goals to one people. And Bermo and Wiesa obviously nicked it. Um, West Ham obviously lost, despite, um, you know, clawing something back in the game. Man United against Everton. I actually have some notes on that game, which I read at the time, which I want to speak about. Again, I don't know why Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rested players. You knew it was going to get to that. You knew it was going to get to that. You could just see. Credit to Everton, to be fair to you, because they're having a good start to the season. They're playing well under Rafa Benitez. Damari Gray and Andros Townsend in particular look like two very different players now and are doing quite well. I think Rondon's a bit a bit anonymous, but he's doing his thing. They're working hard, really. I think Everton, considering their injuries, they did, they done well to get a point. And I think when you consider in real time what happened in the game, psh, they should, they should be thinking we could have got three points. I, I mean, Davis probably should have shot. I know he did the right thing in passing, but it clearly looked offside. Mina, Mina, shameless. I don't know why Yerry Mina's dancing because you know you're offside. Maybe you're trying to make it believable to not give anything away, but it's it's nonsense if I'm honest with you. Um, and they did have other half chances for Man United, like with City in the first half against Liverpool kill the game. Everton could have been killed in that first half with Man United. Regardless, they didn't do it, so they were made They were, they were were made to pay. Um, I did think United's back line, I think Varane is having to do too much and it's actually, it's one of them, it's making him look shit now because he's doing sixes and sevens. Damari Gray, absolutely, I don't know why Fred hasn't taken him out there. You know, Fred is just shit. McFred, and McFred is not good enough. I don't think Shaw had the best of games. I think even for the equaliser, it's terrible defending. Varane's at sixes and sevens. Um, Fred doesn't take the man out. Shaw's nowhere to be seen and he should be there. You know, they're hit against the, they're hit against the runner play really and truly. Both teams should have, both teams can be happy with a point, should be happy with a point, but both teams could have been shagged. You know, for Everton, I think they have five, uh, I think Townsend's got five goals in his last nine for Everton. And I can't lie, it was refreshing to hear um, the doggie was smooth by Mina. It was an elite celebration still. Um, but as I was saying, um, for me, I think Townsend, it was refreshing to hear the post-game com um, comments because I don't, I think 
in England, footballers are like robots because they have to, man. Individual individuality isn't praised. And I think when I've heard Madison speak before and I've heard Townsend, you know, Townsend obviously doing the Sue, Sue, Mr. Scary Hours doing fuck all again, but away from agendas, Townsend did well. You know, it was refreshing to hear how he spoke about about Rafa Benitez got him playing his best at Newcastle. He's never really happy with how he plays. He said if he scores in the top corner, um, Benitez sits there and says, why didn't you pull it in the bottom? It was nice to hear that. And it was nice to hear him speak in general and kind of be humble. You know, again, apparently he asked Ronaldo for his shirt four times. I don't know if he got it. You know, I did think Townsend, I don't know how you can't really diss a man and then ask for his shirt and then start breading him in the in the post-game comments and whatnot. But yeah, man, banger from Townsend really you know in terms of the impact it gave it gave United but you know this is what happens in the Prem when you don't kill teams off and especially teams at Old Trafford and as a neutral looking at United you know you know you're in trouble when Arsenal win at Old Trafford even though we've won the league there but um for me I think it's too easy to go to Old Trafford and play with no fear and as a United fan that's what would pain me you know as United as, as looking at United and Arsenal used to do it at Highbury the game used to be won before you run on the pitch people are you know Everton should be happy with a point. Man, are sitting there saying, yo, we're disappointed. We should have nicked it. We feel this, we could have that. And that's probably systematic as where United are. I'm tired. We spoke about Oli earlier and I'm not I'm bored of speaking about Oli. You know, he showed and reflected his incompetence. You know, good get good goal for Martial. I think Martial was a bit anonymous and the goal flattered him, but good goal. And again, when you're Martial, when you're Cavani, you're probably not going to be in United's strongest lineup unless something happens. So you've kind of I take your chances, man. Townsend and Gray doing very well for Everton so far. Rafa will get this team in the top six. If they carry on, you've got to, you've got to give them a shout. You know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin to come back, couple other injured men to come back. They're going to do their thing, people. So, yeah, shout out to them. Um, where Liverpool and Man City are concerned, 2-2. Now, how many, where do you want to start? You know, we've, we've you know, I'm, we've been speaking about Mo Salah. Mo Salah's a magician, you know, that's all I'm going to keep it there. Magic, Magic Mane got a, got a goal as well. Um, You know, I think Townsend was, I am mean, not Townsend, I think Henderson was quite poor, really. I think he cowered away from being on the ball. But there was a time, you know, there was a time where, obviously it was a four-goal thriller in the second half. I feel, first off, I think both teams were quite wasteful. I think Liverpool should look back at the game and think we could have won it because I don't think they turned up for 45 minutes. If I'm completely honest with you, they were, you know, they were acting like City, acting like it's a cup game. I think there was too much respect for City and I think City were very wasteful. You know, they were, they were having lots of the ball and, and Bruno, Bernardo was making things happen. Grealish had plenty of the ball, but they didn't do much with it. Like they, they barely tested Alisson. They did, they did F all really and truly. Um, so I think Liverpool not being at the races in the first half and, and Man City not killing the game is probably where both teams could have done better. I do think a point is good for both teams because they live to fight another day. You know, probably where United are concerned and Chelsea are concerned, considering that United dropped points trying to fight for the league. And Chelsea obviously won and get, got over the line against Southampton, a, a draw is probably um, a draw is probably the best result for them people. But yeah, I did think it was a bit like chess in this game. Both teams cancelled each other out for large periods. You know, there was a twenty, there was a ten minute passage between minute twenty to thirty. Um, you know, um, of where where I think Man City were under sustained Liverpool pressure. But other than that, yeah, man, I think there was one shot on target in at half time, and I think these are two sides. Psh, you definitely expect better than that, really, collectively through the whole team. So it probably was that. 
Um, Liverpool couldn't get their didn't get the ball to their danger men in possession. And as you saw, much better second half from Liverpool. You know, you can tell Jurgen Klopp let them have it. Looked like the Anfield team came out, stuck it on 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 Man City, and they grabbed an equaliser. Obviously, Foden deserved his goal. Magical from Salah involvement in his goal. Mane did well. Both teams were quite wasteful, and I think both teams switched off on the transition for both of the goals. I don't think Milner played terrible, but he had a tough day on that at that in in right back. And I do think earlier they should have got Sterling on, had more of a direct threat, moved Foden inside earlier, and tried to get him sent off. If I'm honest with you, for me, Milner is very lucky to not get a second yellow and actually sustain that that game. People really and truly, if I'm honest with you, there was an incident where obviously Silva Bernardo Silva sat Van Dijk on his ass. Salah was ripped. Pin Bear man, you know, Kevin De Bruyne needed that goal because similar to Martial in the United game, I can't lie. I think I can't lie. I think Kevin De Bruyne was shit in that game. I think he's like against Chelsea. I think he stunk up the place against Chelsea, but they won. You know, he showed his brilliance for the goal, but I think he stunk up the place at Anfield. I don't think I think he was anonymous against against PSG. I don't know what it is with Kevin De Bruyne, but same way I'm picking up Salah. For for me, it's between them two for best player in the Prem. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo is in the Prem, and as long as he's here, you know, you've got he is the best, but you kind of got like how we do with Messi and Ronaldo, and we're talking about best in the world, we ignore them. You've got to ignore them. But Kevin De Bruyne isn't, I don't know what it is for, but he isn't playing like someone that looks like that. And you're right, Milner um unfolding on the goal was poor. He wasn't looking. You know, as a fullback, you're not covering. He covers when it's too late. And to be fair, Milner looked like he was out of gas in that second half. You know, it looked like Joe Gomez needed to come on and they needed to do a thing at right back sooner rather than later. You know, it was a good game for the neutrals. And, you know, not to say I'm Mystic DG, but remember those of you that was at my watch along, I said, you know, I said 2-2. Two, two. Obviously, speaking of watch-alongs as well, cheeky plug, but it's Nations League semi-finals tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing that on Twitch. That's going to be on Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. So, yeah, I think it's Belgium. Don't no one say it. Belgium, France on Thursday. And I think before that, it's Italy, um, it's Italy, Spain. So, yeah, that's going to be Twitch exclusive. So make sure you've set your reminders. Hit the schedule, go on the schedule and hit your reminder and them things there, people. So, yeah, man, I think, yeah, it was a good game of football. Obviously, there was rumours of a Liverpool fan, fan spitting at, at, at someone, to uh, a Man City coach. Apparently, that's being dealt with and the authorities and Liverpool and City all doing what they need to do. You know, it was un fantastic scenes from, from, from um, Pep when they equalised as well, if I'm completely honest with you. Moving away from that, I don't really want to go over Arsenal versus Brighton again, but it's nil-nil. It's a point gained and two points dropped for Brighton. Brighton's poor finishing or lack of clear-cut opportunities cost them. They had chances to win the game. I I've watched the game twice. I think we was good for, for the first five. Other than that, psh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and complain. There's a lot to work upon. There's a lot I have to say. I think we should have went with a three at the back. I feel... You know, on one hand, if something isn't broken, don't try and fix it. And I think with Arsenal finding a bit of form, I'm not saying you should change things, but there are games where you're going to have to change things. And definitely when Arsenal are not of a level of Liverpool or a Liverpool a Liverpool or a City or of that level or have the individual brilliance of United where you could say, you know, I'll double, we'll take all our mistakes, but we'll double down with this front four. You've got to adapt. I think Aubameyang was anonymous, but he's pressing on his Jays. You know, our midfield, you know, they could have done, both men could have done better but they're eating alive. They're going against a five-man midfield. Because we're getting pinned into our own half, their fullbacks are going forward. So I do think there was a lot of things that we was doing wrong that, that tactically showed our naivety. I think we showed our age as well. And we, sh we showed, I think it was almost... It's a back down to reality thing for Arsenal because it's not a weak thing where we're, we're going to win every game and play amazing. And I do feel... I'll give us praise because we lose that game last season if they played like that. 
and seasons after. So I give us praise. 10 from 12, considering we lost our first three, that's a good foundation to build upon. They're still building blocks. You know, I did like how the centre-halves played. Did like how Ramsdale played. Did think Smith Rose our man of the match. Tommy Asu need to see more based on that game. Tierney need to see a bit more. Um, you know, I don't think Partey and Lokonga were bad, but there was naiveties there. Thinking hindsight, maybe Partey should have went on to the left-hand side and covered for Tierney in that Xhaka role because he's the more experienced. It did look like Lokonga. Not that he struggled, but he didn't know when to do it and when not to. It looked like there were still teething problems because he's barely played with these guys. Um, so I walk away with a point. Obviously, commiserations to Gabriel, you know, getting his teeth knocked out, but they're back now. So I'll take a point, but we could, you know, they should feel they should have got all three. And to be fair, the one disappointing thing I'd say is I'm not really happy how we was on the back foot for large parts of that game, considering, you know, they played twice last week. But for them, that's big, that's big respect. And, you know, this is why Brighton are flying high so far this season. Um, Brighton are a good strike away from being a top 10 team. Potter is tactically very good. Potter's wavy and he overperforms. I'm not too sure how they re will rebuild because I believe Basuma leaves next summer. I hope they're scouting teams elite. You're right. They probably, I think they need a couple more individual brilliance players because they've got tactically good players and technically, technically good players. Lalana had a good game. Tossa had a good game, but I just think they might need a little talisman or something like someone that's really like, you know, how Watford got a little sar and that. I don't really know if, if Brighton have that. I know Mupe and these guys stand up to be counted. So, you know, I'm tired of speaking about Arsenal or the, the Arsenal-Brighton game, you know. Check my YouTube for more extended thoughts. But yeah, we walk away with a point. I did feel Lacazette probably... I think we should have went with 3-5-2, gone with Laka and, and Abamian. Two-man pressing, you know, that back three immediately have to think have to think a bit more. Immediately, we, we kind of probably win the midfield battle a bit more because their full-backs are going to be pinned closer. I think if you're going to play a back three... Um, you know, you need to press. You need to make that system look disorganised. And I don't think we did. I think Oldegaard was anonymous, Abamian anonymous. You know, the whole team really, no one played poor, but no one was amazing. I'd say but everyone's a five, apart from probably Smith Rowe, maybe Ramsdale for the save. But in fact, Ben White and Gabriel, I think they did well as well. So, it, pardon me, it is what it is where Arsenal and Brighton are concerned. Um, like I said, people, we go live again at 11.30 on YouTube. So make sure you've set your reminders on that. Open up another tab. And hit that one as you look and see here. You're right, we stole a point. Shameless background, we pay falling to the ground. To be fair, he's about to strike it, and it was the first one I saw. Second yellow would have been harsh, in my opinion. It's a foul, but I think that's it. I can't lie, man. I think it's a totting up process for Milner, my guy. I think he had a lot, and I do think that one there's a yellow. I can't lie. Milner's experienced enough to know when you're not supposed to do things and when you're supposed to do things. So, yeah, man, I, I would say that personally. If I'm completely honest with you, broski. One sec. What's Twitch? What are you on? The hell? Sorry, folks. Seeing what's going on there. No worries. We're back. <laughs> One love to everybody that's been locked in. But yeah, that's where they're, that's where they're concerned, people. Obviously... Chelsea versus Southampton. Hudson Odoi had a good game, so I can't really agenda him to Matisse. You know, VAR, how why VAR has denied that goal for Werner, the first one, is a bit atrocious, in my opinion. The game's getting mad. Obviously, Chilwell took took himself from a villain to a hero. He scored courtesy of VAR. Before that, he gave a penalty away. Obviously, Levermento returning to Stamford Bridge. And for me, he probably will sign for them again one day. But yeah, man, Chelsea get a, a important three points. And it was quite a game, end-to-end -end stuff, you know, as the fullbacks are flying forward. It was a de very decent game of football, really, you know. Obviously, 
you know, unfortunately, where Southampton are concerned, you know, they 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 equalise. Then maybe they'll think it's a different game because after War Prowse was sent off, it's like things just started changing. Chilwell grabbed the goal. Werner grabbed the goal. You know, two goals in the last ten minutes. Obviously, a Cisco to Loftus Cheek. Loftus Cheek, who I felt, um, you know, done all right as well. It seems like I don't want to say last chance saloon because it feels like there's a lot, but. I do think him and Hudson Adoy had decent games. And to be fair for Chelsea, they got to rest one, two players. Sal Niguez clearly isn't ready or because isn't ready for this level, or maybe Chelsea are regret getting him on loan because he ain't been blooded in at all yet. Um, really. So that's that's an issue there. As I said, Leeds defeated Watford a goal to nil. Lorente scored and got Leeds off for three points in their first win of the season. Where Chelsea are concerned, as I said, they've won three goals to one. Burnley drew nil-nil with Norwich. Watford, I mean, not Watford, apologies, Watford lost. Wolves beat Newcastle two goals to one. Again, this... Um, this he Chan Hang guy, I've, I don't, I don't know too much about him, but he seems to be scoring every every week for Wolves, man. I see, you know, he got a brace before that. Obviously, Hendrick scored a decent goal to to, to equalise before. Obviously, in the 58th minute, the Wolves lad hit the winner. Pressure's always going to be on Steve Bruce, isn't it? It's as simple as that, really and truly, people. He's always going to have pressure. He's not going to be able to get away around things like that. So yeah, that's that where the Premier League review is concerned. Um, 52, 54. So, yeah, man. In terms of transfer news of significance, again, Ollie Watkins and Dominic Calvert-Lewin will be speaking about from an Arsenal perspective at 11.30. But where Everton are concerned, Everton attempted to sign Manchester United's midfielder Donny van der Beek in the summer, according to Marcel Brands, who is their director of football, who has not ruled out another move in the January window. Now, we've seen, first and foremost, van der Beek is not playing and we've seen frustrations boil over as he threw chewing gum or we've seen that video. Um, so, yeah, we're happy. You know, I'm sure he'll be happy to keep it moving. And Everton on loan could be a good club. Who knows? You loan him to Everton, his Premier League career could get kick-started and he could be like a new signing for Man United. So, I don't know, man. Away from that, Serge Aurier, you know, has has left Villarreal, has joined Villarreal after leaving Spurs. He signed an initial one-year deal with the option of another two. So, yeah, shout out to him for joining Uno Emery. And he can't quite play for Arsenal, but he can do his, the best thing there. Play with Kapue and all those sort of things, man. Tuchel is giving chances to Loftus-Cheek and Barn Barkley. I hope from an England POV they do well. Both are technically good. I mean, I'm past the stage of Barkley. I would love Loftus-Cheek to find his feet because I think the man's a, a, an animal in midfield. I think he can drive with a ball, can have can, can learn to score goals, can pass a ball, you know, can do very well. I think he did very well in pre-season against us. I think he did well when he come off the bench in Chelsea. Not 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 this last game, not this game, the, the game before that. So, yeah, man, they're doing all right. Shout out to to Trevor Cholobar as well. I don't know how these defenders are scoring for Chelsea. They are so fortunate it can't continue. Trust, they need to offer a bit more in the final third, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt, Chelsea need to do a little more, man. Hello, deluded. Hope all is all. Come on, Rambo, man. I hope all is all, all is well. Better yet, I think you meant to say where, where you're concerned. I hope everyone's family and themselves is doing well, man. Big up Cam. I took that point positively. We'll have games like this as an improvement from last year. Exactly. I take, you know, for me, I'm unhappy with what Arsenal could have done better. But in grand scheme of things, a point is a good point against an informed side. I would have preferred, to, I'm not going to say I would have preferred to beat, beat um, Brighton than Spurs. But for want of better phrases, I would have preferred to have seen just get over the line against Spurs, but show me a real convincing performance against Brighton because we hit, you know, Spurs is 
Spurs, and that's a bigger win in my opinion. But in real time, Brighton are an informed team and all these things. We played Spurs at the right time. Now, we can't be accountable for any of that. But I just think I would have been a bit more convinced. And saying that, I'm convinced with my centre-halves because, you know, they locked up Kane, they locked up Mupe. You've seen Kane let out, you know, you see, you know, you saw him released for the Conference League and you saw all of that, you know, so there is stuff there. And for me, when we're playing like that, it's never, it's, it's been just, the last couple of games, it's just been one or two people off the boil. It ain't been seven or eight or whatever, if I'm honest with you. So there are some positives to take, but there's a lot that Arsenal Football Club evidently have to work on people without a doubt. E.g., do you think Van der Beek would be a good signing for us in January, given our lack of options because of the AFCON? Yeah, I would take Van der Beek. I mean, he's an Arsenal player. He's very technical. He seems like an Arsenal player and that he seems a bit soft. He needs an arm around the shoulder and things. I think he just needs a bit of love and he'll get a baller from him. You know, me, I'd play him in the pivot straight, see what you can do. He'd be a good signing. Don't know how much they want to let him go permanently, but I mean, if you could get a loan done, see what's going on there, why not? But... And I know Arsenal and United have been dealing with each other more frequently, but I just don't think it happens, man. We've got to try and make sure we don't drop points at home to these teams. Then points like this will look good in the grand scheme of things. Facts. But as I always say, if you can't win, don't lose. And we didn't lose, innit? Really. So I'll give us credit, man. Interesting points where you lot are coming with. I'm missing some of them, though. I think the only way we would have won is if we committed more bodies forward and took the risk because Brighton couldn't, hand, couldn't hit nothing. I think in real times, there's that. But like you said, we would have got shagged. I just think it comes down to the midfield. You know, we were outnumbered. We, you know, Arteta was outdone tactically by, by Brighton because of his own doing. You know, let's be real. There is many times he would have changed to a back three and we would have probably been collapsed. So at the end of the day, we didn't lose. But at the same time, it was probably, an, you know, it was probably, what's the word? Like an impossible task. Because for me, it's the midfield. You've got Lokonga and Party. They're getting eaten alive there. I know Smith Rowe's going to be narrow. I know Odegaard's going to drop. But you're going against five already. So already you've lost. And this is why I think there's games where you have to switch it up and bring other people in. I think we would, I think we win, we beat them, you know, if we go with a three. Because I think we have a bit more about us. I just think we saw it was, it just weren't, it weren't to happen. But yeah, man. How did I just see you live on this IG one? I don't know, man. Twitch seems to do you dirty, but we're going to get there soon, man. You know, we're going to grind on Twitch. Hopefully we get to the days where we have a hundred odd people here and all those things. One love to everyone who is following. You know, I see David is back. Uh, Dan Hibbert. Dan Hibbert's also subscribed. One love. Craven BT, BT, BTV. I think I'm even like, I can't really need to get my glasses. Craven BTV. Yeah. Jamaican gamer. Shout out to you. UK One, OPFC, Nicoloso, Singh, Zarbit. Yeah, people, man. Appreciate that. Really do. You know, without you lot, what would be the point? So, yeah, one love. But, yeah, back on task of what we're doing. The look, sorry, the look on the... Why is it not coming up? The look on the one guy in the crowd when Mina was doing his dance and made me laugh. Man was like, what the hell? Townsend was doing the suit. Man said, Oli is killing us. He needs to go ASAP. What's your opinion on due to Manchester rumours? I mean, David's back. It's going to happen. It should happen, innit? Again, he's been linked with City. He's been linked with United. And they should all be moving heaven and earth to, to bring him in. Good playoff for me. I'd say one more year. Excluding this. One more year in Germany. Just stay one more year. Because you look like you're becoming top dog. Just one more year and then move. But... You know, the World Cup, you're there with the England colleagues. You know, you didn't get called up to this team um, for the next camp, but I'm sure he's spoken with England colleagues. I'm sure him being a British lad, he wants to play Prem. But 
I don't think there's a rush. The move will happen. Would you take Brentford manager if Arteta sat? I'd consider, but now. Brentford looking good so far. Beat Tony is a beast and we'll get an England call up this season. He des he des I think he deserved one now. For me to really confirm that Tony's here, he needs to show me that he can score 20 league goals or, you know, you just not much to it, isn't it, really? I recently took the jump from 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 YouTube. I'm still learning. Cam, I we ain't gone from YouTube, but still there. But I hear that, man. United should go all out for Bellingham. I mean, you'd already tried to wheel out Alex Ferguson and all those sort of things for him, and he didn't fall for those party tricks. But I think if you do that again, you might get some change from him second time around. We would have won against Brighton if we had a target man instead of Oba. Laka had almost same passes as Laka, even though he played significantly less. Rambo, I don't disagree with you, but I would say two things. I feel there's been times Lacazette has played. I, and and getting games like that and we've not won. And I just think in general, it's always the man that isn't involved that is seen as the guy that is the, the difference maker and things, even though I think Laka should play. Why I think we should have went with a two is because by that same logic, you know, Laka, is, as much as he's more of a physical aspect and his link-up play, and I do agree, you know, you have Laka through the middle, link-up play, you get the runners off him like Smith Rowe into that channel, we might get a bit of change. How many times have you seen Lacazette's only one man, he's human. One, how many times have you seen him struggle when we've been on the pitch? And two, you've always you've seen him struggle against a three. And, and and again, a third one, can he defeat them by himself? And also, I'd say a fourth one, Lacazette might do the hold-up play, but one thing Lacazette does, which can actually harm the team, and the same way Aubameyang was, was dropping off to help keep our shape, Lacazette's going to drop into their midfield at times, and then there's going to be no runners. And again, that's going to allow Duffy, Burn and uh, Duffy, Burn and dunk to obviously get further up the field. That's why, for me, we should have went with a two. You go with a two, a Bamian press to the left, a um, Lacazette press to the right. You have your Smith Rowe or your Odegaard in that 10, who both of them can press. You've got your Lokonga and Partey also there. You know, you're going to have your, you know, whether you, you you can drop Saka or you play him in off the fullback. So you could you could even get Saka off playing right wing back, which is basically a right back. You go Tomiyasu as a centre-half, you tucks in narrow anyways we're free at the back when we're when we're attacking anyways you've got a Ben White there you've got your Gabriel you know you've got Tierney surveilling I think we would have half a chance if we was to try and maneuver some maneuver something like that but I don't know that for true um really but it is what it is man but it is going to come back to buy Arsenal because there's been times where we, we we should have done things differently or our game. For me, the game management, because we got away with it against Brighton, got away with it against Spurs, got away with it in, against Burnley and Norwich. You're not always going to get away with it, in my humble opinion. But we should go with a back five. For games like Brighton, it should be a back five thing for Arsenal, man. Arteta should not be sacked. He needs time. Oli had enough time and more money, still nothing. To be fair to you, I hear the comment about Arteta, but he's probably, he spent a handsome sum, not by United standards, but he spent 200 odd mil. He's been allowed to run the rule over the team. I mean, hopefully it starts as it means to go on, but yeah, man. Yeah, we would have 100% done better, Rambo. And this is where I mean, Arteta needs to find the balance of, I'm not going to lie, prior to the Brighton game, I was of the belief, you know, nothing's broke, don't fix it. I know with the Spurs game, I was saying Lacazette start, Pepe shouldn't be dropped, Xhaka can't play and then man did their thing. But I understood four at the back or definitely, well, you know, our defence is not, not changing things. I think in the grand scheme of things, 
them playing in the game like Brighton, like the other previous tests, will help them. But in relation to just getting three points in that game, 100%, games like that for me, can we tweak things? And this is where I think it serves as a reminder that this team has a long way to go. Nowhere near being levels or mentioned as being levels at all, if we're honest with ourselves. Got a very, very, very long way to go. And there's going to be games like that. We play exactly how we did against Brighton. We're not going to get any, any change for it. Like, we're going to get nothing. But hopefully, you know, there's seven. we played seven games. There's, you know, 31 games left. Hopefully we have some positive narratives to write and all of those sort of things in the near future, people. But you already know how these things happen. Make sure you're here for the um, 11.30 live stream. As you look at there, people, that was my Mac because I've airdropped myself something, which is actually the JPEG file, the thumbnail, so I can pull it onto Twitter because I know we're we're 25 minutes away from that one. Raw, see, you lot got to hit the like button. It's the same. There's two likes, two dislikes. Free because I've hit the like button myself. There's always these same haters hitting dislike button on my vids. What's all of this about, man? Some goddamn haters, bro. What's how can you hate? What have I done to someone, bro? Always hitting the dislike button. The same old twins that are doing this. Fair play, though, man. Fair fucking play, you know. At least I give I give the haters one thing, people. They're effing consistent in hated by Tick. Bloody hell. My word. Put this on my sorry, folks. Again, just trying to give you a lot of time to actually see vids. What the hell? Everything was running smoothly there. Dominic, Cal don't forget people, 11.30, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Ollie Watkins settings. DG Nation. There we have it. Boom. That's where these lot are set. Cool. Back to where you lot are now, folks. Big up you lot. Drop a like. The haters are actual fans, DG. They make the effort to find your vids. Bro, it's crazy, but we keep going, man. We keep going. We've just got to beat them, innit? Like, we've just got to beat them at their own, at their own game, really. But they keep the tick going. Anyone that anyone that dedicated is a madness. Next time we played, then I think 3-4-1-2 would have been better chance. But what do I know? And the thing is, Razzle, I think what Arsenal fans and maybe Arteta needs to learn, you can't have everything. You can't have a Smith Rowe, Saka, you know, Odegaard, Aubameyang, and this guy, and that guy, a certain man might just have to miss out. And I know sometimes, like for me, my immediate bias is anytime I'd make a lineup, and like I just did with the back three and Saka's not involved, I'm looking at it and I'm like, boy, I don't, it's a bit booky, isn't it? And like you've seen, I think there is, when, when Odegaard and we was linked with Madison and all these guys at the start, people were saying, oh, what's going to happen with Smith Rowe? And I think, as you've seen, there's games and probably our strongest lineup is with Smith Rowe currently off that left. But there's games you've got none can none have to play or you go with either row. And I think against Brighton, you needed to go with okay, Odegaard. I you know in hindsight he didn't play well against Brighton, but you as the man against Spurs, as was Kane, as as was Smith Rowe. Sorry, one of you needs to play. One of you can come off the bench. And I think even if you went with a four and we had more direct wingers and it's less narrow now, I you know. A lot of people underestimate the fact of what Smith Rowe and Odegaard kind of give you defensively. But I think attack is a form of defence. And I think if we had more direct wingers in that game, 
that's a form of defence. Ball retention. And I think that game also showed why you need to sign someone that does what you think Xhaka does, but to another level. Because how we hold on to the ball as a team, especially when we're playing a team that's trying to, you know, take off our heads, is a form of defending. If we was able to hold on to the ball a bit more and Brighton were playing the same way, maybe they get a bit frustrated. They try gamble a bit and Coriella tries to over-impress and maybe we can hit them on a good counter-attack like we've seen historically since um, Arteta's walked through these doors. I don't know. But it's something to consider, really and truly. It's something really to consider. Now we have Tommy covering the right-hand side. Xhaka is even more pivotal to our game plan to cover the left. Oh, I already read that. Brighton were just too good getting back and covering. Pressed well, positionally better than us. They're more street smart than us. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. You look at, forget the ability. A lot of their players, you know, you've got Lalana, you've got Pascal Groves, you've got Mupe, who's played at a decent level for a number of years now. You know, Dunk, Duffy and Dan Byrne, street smart, been around the block, educated, you know. Sanchez, decent keeper, you know, on ability, of course, I think we've got better players, but we're a naive team and it's more than just a, it's not about ability, it was just ability. I keep calling this Coriella, man. Cocarella. Why do I keep calling him Coriella? What, what is Coriella to me, bro? Cocarella, apologies. It's mad. He was isolated. But I just think sometimes, I think he was too, Tommy Asu was too respectful in that game. I think, like against Sun, he was getting tight. Now, maybe there's something Arteta has said you've got to do differently. But I just, I get it. Because if he gets tight, obviously we're in trouble. But yeah, I just think he needed to be a bit more aggressive in his actions. But is what it is, man. Keep butchering my man's name. Yeah, bro. Coriella must be the Italian newspaper. Cucarella, man. Apologies. I keep saying that. Like, I don't know what Cucarella, what, what Coriella is. I don't know why it's always in my head. Apologies for the mistake of the day, man. I just call him C. Speaking of strikers, is there one in particular outside the UK that would slot into our side and hit the ground running? You never know if someone hit the ground running. And I don't know if Isaac and um, Adinyemi and all these guys would, but I think Adinyemi would, is going to hit the ground wherever he goes. But I don't know, man. No signings and assurance, man, without this, without the obvious. Like, he couldn't go out and brag, brag Salah. So I'm not, not, to I, not do I know, but maybe someone else can point you in the right, right direction. Tommy was slipping too much, wet surface, bad boots and high centre of gravity. To be fair to you, I think he's, it's not said enough. I think his throw-ins were quite poor in the game. I think he was, you know, he weren't really convincing in the air. He just had a bad game. He looked a bit, a bit nervous and he's playing, but, you know, he's still a good player for me. Jury's still out, still got a lot to work on, but the very fact that we have a right back now, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm cool with, yo, you, you should have done this against Brighton or whatever. That is, at least it weren't the Hector Bellerin mistakes, the Cedric mistakes, the Chambers mistakes. And as I said, he's basic, there's competencies as a right back. So he's got a lot of time with me, you know, really and truly. So it is where it is in that regards, people. But, um, yeah, people, with it being 12 minutes past 11, I'm going to get out of here just so I can obviously get a cup of tea, if I'm honest with you, um, and a quick bit of fruit so I can obviously prepare for the next live stream. So obviously keep all your opinions, all your enthusiasm and all of that and just make the switch over to YouTube temporarily. Open up another another tab and yeah, I'll see you lot in a couple of moments. One love to the Twitch gang. As I said, set your reminders because I'm back tomorrow and I might do a little neutral 
stream so you know check your check, check your schedules but in in, re in regards to confirmed content um watch along business so yeah set your reminders on that people hit up the the, the youtube um, the, the twitch schedule so yeah that's one thing i like about twitch as opposed to youtube you can set a schedule and then you look can bloody well see what's coming out and them things there right off the bat but yeah man yeah like, like i said i'm back again in a couple of moments i like vlahovic a lot i'm willing to do that I'm willing to put money on Bellerin holding the record for most foul throws, probably. And he made a mistake for his new loan club the other day, you know. Come on. I'll see you lot in a piece, man. Literally in a couple minutes, folks. So, yeah, man. Going to love and leave you lot for now. But one love to the Twitch gang. I'm out. <laughs>